And welcome to the Men Up Podcast. I am Christian Shabu. What up, y'all? This is Lamar Womble. And we are so excited to be with you for season five generally, but but for this episode particularly. And we are back in person again, Lamar. It's different. It's it's a different vibe. Different vibe this time. We are actually in New York City, which is even doper. Woo! In Brooklyn. No, no sleep city. till Brooklyn, baby. No sleep till Brooklyn, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> We hope y'all are staying with us for the entirety of season five. And if you've been with us for the season, you know that we are focusing on boundaries, doing a real deep dive. And you know, we start to reflect on the fact that we're in the holiday season. Holiday season is a time that can be filled with a lot of emotions. And it's also a time where it seems like our boundaries can often get tested. So we figured, you know what? Why don't we come up with a list of our, you can call them top 10 ways that you can keep your boundaries, keep your sanity, and have all the love for yourself and for others during the holiday season. So we're going to go back and forth here. Each one of us has about five, not about five, we have five, five what we think are really great strategies to maintain those boundaries. Probably have some stories here too of Definitely. how we have maintained those boundaries or, or where we had to learn to maintain those boundaries. So it uh, should be fun. Definitely. And I think, you know, I think one of the things that we wanted to share with y'all is, you know, over the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking about all these different ways that boundaries kind of show up as we've been analyzing this over the last few episodes. But what was absent was the strategies, like what are the really practical ways yeah that you can create and have boundaries in your life. And that's what this list of things uh, that we're going to share with you all is going to be today. So I'm excited to kind of like give some things that you can actually use tomorrow, next week, the week after, as you go through the rest of the holiday season uh, into a a powerful 2023. Well, let's get it, y'all. Here is the Men Up Top 10 Ways to Keep Your Boundaries During the Holiday Season. I'm going to kick us off here, Lamar. And I'm going to say that You know, in the last couple of years, one of the things that I've done is instead of waiting for the new year to come around to start setting those goals, setting that momentum in place for what would be 2023 here Mm -hmm. is to use the final month of the year to say, here are a lot of things I still want to get done, right? Really approach the end of the year rather than trying to get through it, like really use it as a way to create momentum and to springboard into the next year. And this is something that like, honestly, have just started doing the last couple of years, right? Like you came into the apartment here, you can see I got the list I over there, it. right? The list is there. Yeah. And it, it's, it's not even like a goal list. It's just like, I want to do this, right? Like things I just want to do. Right. There right. are these things that honestly, they're things that have been on the to do list or have been on my mind of like, I want to get this done. And for whatever reason have been pushed Mm -hmm. off month after month, week after week, whatever. But it's like, you know what, these things have to get done for me to end this year powerfully and build momentum for 2023. Yeah. Love that. So I think it's like super practical, super easy. It's visible. Other people can see it. And I think that's super important. So as people come into this apartment that they're like, okay, now I know what Shabu's uh, priorities are, Mm -hmm. see what he's trying to be focused on. And you can either support with that or contribute to that or ask questions about that. And I always think that's important and to have up in your apartment. Yeah. Inviting uh, people in. Yeah, for sure. This season. And, and that is part of your boundaries, right? Like showing them the door. That's what we've been speaking throughout this whole season is like boundaries aren't like where you can put up walls, but where you can show them the door. And I think your visible public list is a great way for people to say, you know what? Maybe I can support you with one of these things. Uh, for me, my number one is this, y'all. Um, and I've actually been doing this for the last year as well, which is scheduling time to talk to people, right? Now, I don't mean like 
scheduling time for people that you just want to talk to. But like if in your mind, if you know you've got friends you want to catch up with, or maybe a friend has reached out to you and they want to catch up. Yeah. Um, what I've been doing is like, I can't just have people just call me out the blue. Like I don't have the energy for someone to just call me on a Tuesday night randomly at 6 p.m. and me pick up the phone and be ready to talk. I got to prepare for this conversation. And it's not about the person as much as it is about my own energy. So I try to schedule a time in my calendar to talk to even friends. And sometimes that can feel like, well, I'm your friend. I'm not a business appointment, right? Mm. But it's not about you being a business appointment to me, but about what energy I have to give and when. And when I can mentally prepare myself to have any level of conversation with my friends and it's planned and I know it's coming, it's going to be a lot better conversation for me uh, to be a part of that conversation. So that's one thing I would recommend, especially during the holidays, where it seems like time is getting tight, is to schedule those conversations with your friends uh, when you feel like you will have the energy to give and to listen. Mm. So Lamar, how do you approach it when maybe a friend does call you mm -hmm. out of the blue, or maybe they even text you and they're like, hey, let's let's chop it up right now. Let's get on a call right now. How do you handle that with them to, to still honor like, hey, I want to talk to you and it might not be right now. How do you honor that? Ah, I mean, <laughs> and listen, if somebody's calling me, I'm generally not answering the phone. <laughs> like, I, like if someone calls, like I'm generally probably not going to answer and I will then text them back and be like, hey, yo, like I'm in the middle of something. Even if I'm doing nothing, I'm in the middle of something for mm -hmm. me. Does yeah. that make sense? Right. right. So you don't just leave them hanging. Like, right. No, no. You don't I'll, be like, I'll always hey, text me, back. Let no. me let me call you back. Yeah, I'll always text back like, hey, let me hit you back in a couple of minutes. Let me do this. Let me do that. For me, it's just like, if I wasn't prepared for it, it's different. Like for you or with you, when you call me, I know it's about to be about something that we've been talking about, discussing, sharing, yeah. working through. So like, I'll probably answer your call more often because I know we're working together on things versus like somebody who hasn't called me in like a month that's a different conversation when did you realize you needed to do this as a strategy oh i don't know i don't know okay i just i just feel like a lot of people may have gotten to this place with text messaging and just with phone fatigue maybe but like i'd say maybe the last two years maybe since i've had a kid where i'm just like yeah I'm, i can't i'm just not talking right now i don't feel like it it's funny you mentioned that because i was even thinking about that earlier today or that fatigue phone fatigue just generally mm. right of communicating back and forth mm. text wise and it just after a while it feels so exhausting and there's mm. just a number of people that mm. you're trying to communicate with and to your point during the holidays that time just really shrinks right because there are other family friend commitments there's holiday parties there's things with your kids if you have kids right there's so much going on that 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 communication might fall off. So being intentional about like, here's some time where mm -hmm. you and I are gonna connect mm -hmm. can be really powerful during the season. Yeah, and even sometimes like I send my Calendly to friends and be like, hey, just plug some time in so we can catch up. You know, and it's yeah. just, cause it just, it's easier. Puts it on my calendar, puts it in video form. And so like, I don't feel bad about that because it actually makes the interaction and communication better i think overall when it's planned everyone knows it's coming and we can do video for sure is love talking about being in communication with the people that you love friends family members you know one of the things that i've found as a way to really maintain boundaries is that during the holiday season there can be times of difficult conversations right like that might be conversations around Real. politics right. that might be conversations about like this family member has this problem with this family member mm -hmm. or this friend's not 
talking to this friend, whatever it is. And so I think something that's been really powerful as a practice for me is, is being really intentional in those conversations, asking whoever it is, or telling whoever I'm chatting with, if I got a problem, like, hey, here's how I'd like for you to show up or, or asking the person I'm talking to, like, how do you best need me to show up right now? Is this just like a venting session, which is totally cool if it is, but that means I get to show up a little bit differently. Is this something that you're asking me to help you mm -hmm. figure out some challenges with, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that clarity of like, how do you want me to show up in this conversation is really powerful. And, and I think for me over, over time, I think this happens a lot in, in my family, honestly, for me, because we talked about boundaries of physical proximity, right? Mm -hmm. and, and though my family lives close to New York City here is far enough away where I don't have to deal with the day in and the day, day out, day, right. right? Don't have to yeah. deal with day to day Because that can be dramatic as hell too. Sure, yeah, sure. But I don't have to deal with right, that, right? right? Like, and so sometimes when I go into those situations, particularly with my mom, right? Because that's who I have the closest yeah. connection with, I see all the time. There might be a conversation that she just needs a sounding board, right? Mm -hmm. But if I'm not clear with her on that, I might be listening to her and just being like, oh my God, like, where is all this coming from? Right. I, right. I didn't know all this. Right. So I don't know how to help her in that situation or, mm. or I don't know really what to do. Right. And so rather than having that uncertainty and maybe allowing that uncertainty to show up in certain ways, maybe I start to react negatively mm. because now I don't know how to show up. It's like, no, asking somebody like, how do you need me to show up? Or if I'm in that space where I'm like, Hey, I'm feeling a certain way. Like, Hey, we just listen to me for a couple minutes. I just yeah. need to vent. Yep. It just allows for a lot of clarity during these really challenging conversations because holiday season can be challenging for folks. For sure. Yeah. And I think I want to speak to men in particular with this particular conversation because it's not all men. So I just want to be very clear on that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of men are, from my experience, are solution oriented people. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when they listen to people vent, uh, they're always trying to offer solutions instead of actually just listening to people. And so a lot of times this, this happens in like, well, this happened in my partnership with, with my, with my lady at the very beginning, my nature is to give advice. Like here, mm -hmm. how can I support you? Here's this solution. As opposed to like, what you're saying is like, ask this person what they need from you in that moment. Do they need solutions? Do they need you to listen? listen? Do they just want you to let them vent? Do they want you to be on their side? Like, so it's important for men, especially during the holidays, but at all times, that you're doing what Shabu is saying, which is to like ask what this person needs out of this conversation from you. Mm. And I think that'll help give you some clarity in terms of how you need to show up and allow them to kind of show up the way they want to in that conversation, no matter how difficult that it is. And you can opt in or out of it, right? Yeah. Like if somebody Absolutely. says like, hey, I need you to show up this way. And you're like, you know what? Can't I, do it. I can't, I, I just can't. Maybe I can show up a different way, like offer up something else, but I can't show up this way. It reminds me, it's so funny, right? I, I don't know if you ever watched Parks and Rec. No, but I, yeah, I know yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. So Parks and Rec, right? Like love that show. Watched it on repeat a lot. A lot of people have. And there's this moment that I, I feel like I reference this in my mind. Like once a week, I re I'm reminded of this where there's a moment between uh, his character, Chris Traeger and Anne having a kid. They're married mm -hmm. uh, and he's a very, to your point, solutions oriented guy, right? And he's a very high, strong, high key energy. And he has to realize in the episode that like all you need to do in that situation is rather than solve whatever his wife's problem is. It's more about like being present with that person yeah. and acknowledging like, hey, that difficult thing you shared, that sucks. Yep. And I'm sorry. Yep. And you just leave it at that. You right? can't like, just leave it at that. You can't just leave it at that unless they ask you to show up in a different way. Yeah. And a lot of folks don't really know how to do that. Right. People know how to do it, but a lot of folks don't know how to do it. And so, um, you know, just learning how to meet people where they are uh, without having to put your opinion or thoughts in it. Well, my number two is keeping your word to yourself. 
And also at the same time, giving yourself grace. And this is specifically around like eating and working out like health related things for me. Um, because I know for myself, like once December first hit, I want to be able to say, Hey, I'm back on my, you know, clean eating. I'm going mm -hmm. back to the gym because mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, I'm gonna be honest, like it messed me up a little bit. It <laughs> threw me off for a couple of days. You know what I'm saying? Alfred account. The pie will do it. That's the right. Pie, the, the, every every time. single time the pie will do it. And uh so you know, as you get through the holidays, like it's a ton of eating. There's food everywhere. Everyone wants you to come over and eat. Everyone everybody wants you to bring something. Um, but like giving yourself grace to like enjoy um just relaxing and enjoying your time with your family. Uh, and as it pertains to working out, like whatever your goal is or your plan is, do it. But if you don't keep your word to yourself one day about going to the gym or working out, mm -hmm. like that's okay too, right? So try your best. And that's really the overall advice with this particular topic is like, try your best to do your best that you can every single day. And if it doesn't work out that way, it's okay. You don't have to take it out on yourself. You don't have to feel bad. It's fine. Just get up the next day and do it. If you've been inconsistent for a day a couple of days whether that's healthy eating working out is there anything you have to tell yourself to offer that grace or to like really get yourself re-engaged yeah i mean usually uh dates and deadlines mm. so like december 1st was the day mm -hmm. but i also was like well november 30th and december 1st is no difference mm. right so let me get to the gym november 30th right and start and lean like ramp up to the day so really deadlines work for me uh and like time frames so i'm like oh i got basically now until the end of the year to like get to get back to where i wanted to be right mm -hmm. i put on a couple pounds over the last month or two from traveling and eating and just not always being on top of my game and that's okay uh but yeah just kind of like finding some deadlines and some dates that make sense in my head and just kind of like working towards those yeah yeah so having those short-term yeah. goals too right yeah. like i i know and we've talked about on this podcast like maintaining healthy living and yeah. a healthy lifestyle is something that as a lifelong goal you have. And sometimes you have to set those, whether it's three week, month long goals during the holiday season to keep things. Yeah. Just push through. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Love that. You know, similarly, I, I want to, I want to dig in a little bit on the eating piece. For right. Sure. And, and yeah. I think one of the strategies that's been really helpful for me would have been really helpful as a kid too, is, is to, is this idea of eat what you want, Mm -hmm. within moderation. I'm going to take a little bit of a different angle here mm -hmm. on the eat what you want. And I'm reminded of when I was a kid, right? During the holidays, but also during like Sundays going to my grandmother's mm -hmm. house, right? Be this incredible spread of food. And there was always this pressure to like eat all the food, mm -hmm. right? Eat everything, right? Because you know what? Like for some folks, food and like having meals like that that's a that's a form of love that's a Absolutely. love language yeah, right? yeah. and For so certain. so it, it's not necessarily it's not a nefarious thing it's not a harmful thing people mm -hmm. try to do when they're like oh eat all my food eat all my food and it's not even like a validation thing of like mm -hmm. tell me my food's great it's like that that's a sign of love for some folks right and i think one of the things that i've had to learn over time is like eat what you want and that also means that like hey if somebody's like yo you should try all three of the pie selections we have you don't have to do that right, if you don't want to, right? right? You right. can be like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm gonna just right. have one piece of pie. I'm just gonna have one yeah, piece yeah, of pie, yeah. right? Like, and, and that's on me, right? Yeah. Or like, you know, that stuffing or the, or that ham that you made looks great. Yeah. And I'm good. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't need to have that, right? And so I think the like eat what you want is often taken as a, hey, let loose during the holidays, which right. for some folks and for myself included, right? Like, sure, I'll eat half of a pie uh, on a day. <laughs> that happens. 
that happens. As it should. Right? Yeah. But it's only one day a year. Right. But like right. similarly, I think we can take it as a stance of like, you don't have to eat all the things simply because it feels like a pressure mm. from whether it's individual people or just for the day or for the holiday season. You don't have to have it all if you don't want to. Yeah. You know, to that point, and, and I think this is just something that what you're talking about reminds me of. And this is like a strategy that even I use in my parenting because, and, and I had to learn this myself just recently, like when you're growing up, your parents are very big into telling you, eat all the food on your plate. And that is an idea that like parents are just saying like, just eat it because they don't want to waste food, but they have no way of telling if you are actually hungry or no longer hungry, mm. right? And so when we were kids, many of us, we're told like, eat all the food off your plate. You can't get up from this table until you eat this, you eat this, and you eat these green beans. Even though you may have eaten half of your meal and now you're just full, but now you're still being forced to like eat because it's not all gone. Um, and that's um, that's a mindset and experience that a lot of people experience and like probably throughout their entire life still feel like, well, I just got to eat all the food. Mm -hmm. I have to eat everything. And so as I'm raising my daughter now, I think about like, I had to learn recently like, Toddlers are going to eat what they're going to eat. They're not going to eat full lunch or a full dinner. So I was like, I wanted Nola to eat more of her food, but like, she's done. If they're done, they're done. And for same goes for you. If you're done, you're done. Don't let your mom pressure you over Thanksgiving because <laughs> that shit's real too, right? Like, don't matter. Like, especially when you get older parents, like grandmas and moms, they'll be on you. Sure. They'll definitely be talking about your body. And that's, that's <laughs> fucking real. That's You never had that happen? I don't know. Oh, man. I don't know. Moms, grandmas always have something to say. Oh, you gained, you look like you gained 15 pounds. Oh, you look as, like all the time. I, I definitely haven't gotten those comments as an adult. I think probably it stems from the fact that like as a kid, like I, I was a much bigger kid, mm. right? I was really sensitive about the fact that I was... I was a, a chunky child, as yeah. they might say. We love, chunky. we love a chunky baby. Little, little big bone. Yep. That's what we used to say. Big little thing, bone. A little thicky thicky. <laughs> thick, two C's. T-H-I-C-C, thick. I will say, though, to, to the point of the, you were acknowledging that, like, parenting, like, you had to you had to come to figure these things mm -hmm. out and, and navigate some of the things that maybe you saw growing up, whether it was from your own family or from other families. Like, some of that's generational, too. I remember, like, sitting down with my mom and, and talking about that at one time, like, understanding the dynamics that like for at least for my grandparents right who grew up during the great depression mm -hmm. right if you had whatever food you had on the table because it was so scarce That's it was real, like bro. let's let let's savor this food because yeah. we have this limited resource there was yeah. scarcity that's real and now there's a little bit more abundance right so it's for like sure. over time how do we shift right. these 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 trends that we may be like that's like a generational middle ground actually sure it's like what's the generational middle ground between like folks that came from the Great Depression and then folks who are like have abundance, but like they're full and like, what's what's the middle ground of that? Right. That's really interesting. Number three for me is this. And y'all know this is real. Own it. Claim it. Don't be mad about it. Oh, I'm you excited hear me? for this. I, I don't know what's coming, but I'm excited. Number three is this. Use your kids as a boundary. Right. Somebody calls you and you don't want to do it. You ain't got to tell them no. Just be like, oh, my kid's sick. Can't, can't do it. Oh, my baby. I got to take my baby to the, you know, to the, to the show. Can't go. My bad. You ain't ever got to say no to your friends. Just tell them it's something to do with your kid and you will always be off the hook. That is a, that's an OG gangster move right there. That's a boundary and a half that everyone should take advantage of. If you have children, if you don't have children, then I was going to say, I, I don't have children. Well, then, so I, you got to have, actually have integrity then. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, use your kids as a boundary because 
people will always understand and they will not be salty um, in most cases. But if you get if you have enough advance, then your kids can't always be a boundary. Uh, but if it's short term or short notice, your kids can definitely sub as a boundary uh, for things that you don't want to do. And, you know, I, I do it all the time. People call me and I'm like, oh, I'm putting Nola down. Can't. Yeah, I've definitely heard that. Oh, absolutely. Can't. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Can't do it. But usually I am. If it's at night, anytime after eight o'clock, like for, from eight to like 930, that's that's what I'm doing. Right. Well, and it's an important boundary for you, yeah, right? Like it, the, absolutely. Like spending time mm -hmm. with your daughter, with yep. your family is an important boundary. For sure. For sure. Right. So number four for me is... If you find yourself in a relationship that's relatively new, mm -hmm. I'm not currently in a relationship, mm -hmm. but over my lifetime, I found myself actually getting into relationships right around the holiday season, like call it October, November mm -hmm. time. It's really important to ask the question, hey, are we doing gifts? Right. And if you are doing gifts, commit to that. Right. If you're not doing gifts, commit to that. Right. And I'd say that, you know, there have been some times in my life, I think there have been moments early on in my teens and twenties where whatever the answer was, like maybe we said, oh yeah, we are doing gifts. And then for whatever reason, one of us didn't really do the gift and there were some hurt feelings there. Was there? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I believe it. Right? Listen, I or, believe it. Yeah. or there's more hurt feelings when you don't have the conversation. Mm, and then there's people an expectation yeah, yeah, yeah. around not just gifts, but like a certain level of gift. Right. And you might be at that stage where you're like, you know what? I don't, I don't totally know you that well yeah. yet. Or like, we're not, you know, right. as serious as I think, right. or you think, or whatever the case right. may be. There's a lot of dynamics there. Again, there's a lot That's of true. gray area. And so just ask the question like, hey, what are we, are we doing, doing gifts? Yeah. Right. And and have what might be an awkward conversation, but ultimately gets you on the other end of like yeah. either you're giving gifts to each other, you set a limit, yep. maybe, or you a decide a you know, limit or a number. Exactly. Yeah. Or you say, you know what, we're not going to give gifts. Yep. Maybe we we do an activity together. But I think in my adulthood, that that is a thing that I have been able to practice. And I think, mm. you know, have been very fortunate that the partners that I've had during these holiday seasons have been good about those conversations yeah. as well, too. That's good. And I think it can go really far. And maybe you you expand those conversations out with other people too that you, you have gifts yeah. with. I know that in my family, my cousin and I, you know, probably about 10 years ago, we, we sort of both looked at each other and were like, you know what, there, there's not stuff that we really want or need anymore, mm -hmm. certainly from each other. Let's like, do some shit. Let, let's do something different, right? Yeah. And so now we have a whole sort of like ridiculous gift giving thing where we try to outdo each other with the most absurd gift. Yeah, that's fun. That kind of thing, right? Yeah, like, but, but again, like that's around setting expectations around, mm. are we giving gifts, whether you're entering a relationship newly or even if relationships that you've had for years and years, assess mm -hmm. like, what are we doing gift wise here? Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, are you a big gifter? I am. Yeah? I am. Yeah. But I'm not, I think there's a couple ways to interpret that. Like for the people that I am very close to and I know that like we're doing gifts, I will go in on gifts and it's not so much like the quantity, but like yeah, I will spend a lot of time on being yeah. thoughtful about yeah, a certain yeah. thing. Or I'll think about something that happened nine months ago and be like, oh, that person said mm. this at that time. Let me go get this mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm. So so that's the way I go in on gifts. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big gifter myself. So I think people expect to not, um, particularly around like the holiday season. This, this may sound weird. I hate doing the thing that is expected on the holiday that is present, mm. right? So like Valentine's Day, like I hate doing the Valentine's Day thing on Valentine's Day. I hate doing the Christmas thing on Christmas. Like I love getting gifts all throughout the year at any time, 
other than like the time that you're supposed to do it. Um, and so I actually buy gifts sometimes throughout the year. Um, and then when it's time for Christmas or it's time for birthdays, I'm like, well, I mean, I just, I just bought you that thing like three weeks ago, even though it was like three weeks before your birthday, people don't relate it in their mind to like, oh, this was my birthday gift. So maybe I need to be more clear on my conversation around gifting is like, is this okay? Mm. If you get a gift a month before Christmas, does it count? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that people aren't disappointed or upset with me because I didn't get them a gift for Christmas or uh, whatever it is. And also to that point, talking about Christmas, shout out to all the holidays mm -hmm. and all the versions and variations yeah. of, of the holiday season that you all celebrate, that we celebrate. Uh, yeah. Shout out to that. I think the thing you're presencing overall is whatever, whatever the standard is that you set with the people in your life, like keep whatever that standard is. So it means, so it's two things. One, you got to have conversations about like what it is that we're doing, whether that's gift giving, getting together. And two, like, what does that commitment look like? What's the standard, right? Cause I, I think I've seen in my own life, right? There've been times where like gift wise, like there hasn't been a conversation about like, Hey, here's our, here's our limit. Here's our, here's our money limit. Mm -hmm. Right. Or like, here's the amount limit or whatever mm -hmm. it is. And maybe somebody doesn't live up to that or certainly like goes beyond. I think that that's often what ends up happening is like going, somebody went extra hard, goes real extra. And I've been that person. Yeah, I've hundred yeah. been. Now I can definitely see you being that person. <laughs> I've definitely been that person. Like, and I think it's caused hurt feelings. It's caused for you, for me and that other person, whether that's a family member. Give me, give me an example. Give me like a real life example. If you could, if you can think of there have definitely been moments. It's definitely happened in my twenties, mm -hmm. for sure. I think I think over time, as I've gotten into relationships in my thirties and now almost forty, have been better about. Goddamn, almost forty. Oh, we old in this month. Goddamn, we old. I feel like we realize that again and again every season. <laughs> every like, time, like, like, oh, we're closer shit. to forty now. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, so I'd say that, like, in a couple of relationships I was in in my twenties, we'd get to the holidays and and we'd set some sort of standard. Say like, hey, we're gonna spend. $50, right? Let's say that that was standard. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I definitely remember some seasons where I went way beyond that. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling a certain way because whatever that woman gave me, whatever my partner gave me, like, was that the standard by which we set? And she lived up to, mm -hmm. but she didn't go above and beyond, right? So I, I now set a new standard. And you're by nature above I, beyond. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, for better and worse, as we're learning right, right. now on the podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. And so, so what, what happens in that dynamic is I've set a new standard, yep. but now never discussed it, never discussed yep. it. Right. So she's living up to the expectation. Yep. I've gone beyond yep. now I'm feeling a certain way. Cause she hasn't gone beyond yep. and she's feeling a certain way. Cause she's like, well, shit, you went, you went too far. You went way too far. Yeah. This is way too much. And it makes me look a certain right. way. Right. So, so that creates a whole dynamic. Yep. And I remember those like, you know, post Christmas day, or maybe we hung out the day after moments where like things feel a little bit awkward, mm -hmm. a little bit tense. Mm -hmm. That's real. That's happened with family too, right? I, yeah. I think I've seen that uh, at different times with family too. It's like, there's an expectation that gets set and then like some people go beyond and then some don't and they yeah. go under. And so whatever the standards are, as much as we can live to that standard that we set with one another mm -hmm. around gifts, around the time that we're spending, I think is the best path forward during these holiday seasons yeah. to not have hurt feelings of our own, but also hurt feelings for the people that we love. Yeah, no, I think that makes perfect sense. Uh, and going back to what you were referring to around like family and boundaries and creating time for the family. Um, one thing that I've had to really work through over the last year, since the last set of holidays, last Thanksgiving, last Christmas, uh, was trying to figure out 
what's the boundary I was going to create for myself and my family? So that means my partner, my daughter and me versus what we have been doing the previous two years, which was going to visit grandma, grandpa, both sets. Mm. Um, and are we going to start our own traditions, our own thing? Are we going to not travel on the holidays? Um, and really trying to like draw that line for ourselves and our family, because we want to be able to start those traditions and start things that uh, we are going to do with ourselves over these holidays and not always have to travel or go somewhere or having someone come to us. And so that was really hard to like actually tell my mom and my dad, like, yeah, we're, we're not coming back out here next Thanksgiving or next Christmas. We're just going to do our own thing. And not that they didn't understand they did, but it still doesn't make it any easier when you had done it the previous two years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that was a boundary that I had to create for myself to like really kind of have some courage to step up and tell, like, tell my mom, like, Hey, like, yeah, we're just probably not going to come. And so how do you all think about like spending time with your family, but also with your family? Mm. You know what I mean? I think that's a really interesting dynamic that we all have to have a little bit of courage to build some boundaries around uh, so that you can give the energy you want to give and be where you want to be on this particular holiday, not taking for granted the fact that everyone in my family, mom, dad, they're getting older. I get it. And so making sure that we're we're walking a fine line between like bringing them in, but also like keeping them at an arm's length so that we can also build in our own traditions and live our life as well. Mm, yeah. Earlier in the season, we talked to George Black and he talked about when there are those moments where we have to set boundaries and have these difficult conversations for him. He sort of talks through that. He journals through that. He sort of mourns what could be like some challenges that come out of this mm -hmm. or whatever might change. So I'm wondering for you, for those challenging conversations, particularly around holidays, how you spend your time, is there any way that you've found yourself preparing for those conversations to enter them in a place that honors your boundaries, that honors the love and care you have for your family members? Yeah, how have you approached that? I try to be in relationships with, with my parents, my mom, my dad, my partner, my friends, to where like communication is so ongoing in terms of like open communication that like it never feels like anything is sneaking up on you. You, you, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so like, I always feel comfortable enough with my friends and family to like have a conversation that needs to be had, especially if it's not contentious that I can have because we're just, it's like part of our conversation anyway. It's mm -hmm. just like normal. Part of it too is about having the conversation with enough time. Yeah. Right? It's not a conversation you're just springing on no. a month or two. This before, was like, a year in advance. Right. Yeah. Right. You're not just saying like, oh, by the way, we're not coming. Yeah. No. And I wouldn't, that's not right. Right. Like that's messed up. All right, so we are getting into the final yep. two of our top 10 list. For me, it's about being intentional with your alone time. Mm. So one, planning some alone time. Even if you're somebody who finds yourself a little bit more alone time during the holiday season, still being really intentional with that time. And, mm. and what it makes me think about is I find myself during this season you know, chilling on the couch a little bit more, watching a few more movies because the movies are nonstop, the classics are on, NBA basketball's on, all that sort of stuff. So I can find myself, you know, easily losing some hours. And then that ends up being my alone time, right? And I haven't yeah. been intentional about it. So, so really, if you're somebody who is good about using your time already and being intentional about it, scheduling out, whatever you got to do, really heightening your level of intentionality around that alone time. And if you're somebody who still needs to do that work, really carving out some time to do those things that you really want to do in your alone time. For me, we've talked about this a lot, going for runs, whether that's with big groups, but also by myself is really mm -hmm. important. 
Also time for journaling, time for reading, time for meditating, all of that alone time is really important to be intentional during the holiday season. Yeah. And I, and to add on to that, also a long time to not do a damn thing, y'all, mm. to like just do nothing and whatever doing nothing looks like to you, right? Because it's almost impossible to not do anything. But when I say do nothing, meaning like you schedule all this time to do these things that are really self-care driven, running, meditating, journaling, all those things are wonderful things. And on top of that, leaving time to just nap mm. and sleep and just chill and watch TV and just do nothing, right? Do the least. Uh, as opposed to trying to do a little bit or do the most, do nothing. And that's okay. And that's part of what I was saying earlier about like giving yourself grace. Like it's okay to just sit around and, and watch TV sometimes. Scheduling time to do all the things Shabu's saying and also scheduling time to do nothing. Nothing. Is that your number five? That's my number five. It's a solid list. Um, we came up with a good list this season. Here's my last one, y'all. Number five. And I, I had a coaching call this morning and, and I was talking to one of my clients and she was talking to me about uh, managing her employees at work and, and how you get back to work after holidays. And people mm -hmm. are all like, oh, how was your Christmas? How was your Thanksgiving? How your holidays been? And just a reminder that not everyone is having a happy holidays. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is uh, gathering with family. Not everyone has family. Not everyone has a place in the spaces to have a full course meal and platters out there. Like not everyone has that. And so leaving space for people at work to not be happy-go-lucky about the holidays and maybe they are feeling shitty or they're feeling down or feeling bad and in a meeting where y'all are asking these questions that someone can like actually communicate like hey the holidays aren't great for me like i don't want to get into it but if you want to talk to me on the side like i'd love to talk to you but yeah this is just not my vibe right now like being okay with that and letting people allow be, be given that space to be vulnerable and, and honest about where they're at during this time, if, especially if their experience isn't one that is uh, as happy-go-lucky as yours or other people's that you work with. So that's my number five. Boom! <laughs> there it is, folks. There it is. The Men Up inaugural top 10 of ways that you can maintain your boundaries, you can keep your sanity, and most importantly, you can have all the love for yourself and others this holiday season. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, anybody. We hope that you are having uh, a great holiday season. Hope that these practices around boundaries during the holiday seasons help y'all. And as always, stay connected to the Men Up podcast as we get through season five here. We appreciate y'all. The Men Up podcast is a Grin and Bear production. The soundtrack is courtesy of Mike McGinley Music and visual artwork by Viotti Design Studio. Video clips from each episode are edited by Joe Oliveri. You can listen to us every week on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts or by visiting themenup.com.